We have the first round of NHL All-Star selections. Shouldn't come too much of a surprise to you, but we'll let you know who is going to the All-Star game already in favor of the Sabres, what they have in front of them to get a second All-Star, and we'll preview Sabres and Wild coming up on Lockdown Sabres. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Joe DiBiase, thanks for tuning in on this Friday, or it could be listening on Saturday, uh, at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter. If you are looking to get involved on the show and you want to drop a comment on the YouTube channel uh, or on our Twitter account, YouTube, just go to YouTube, search Locked On Sabres. It's the easiest way to get to us. Twitter, you can find us at Locked On Sabres. And Twitter these days, it can be a little bit more challenging to find accounts uh, than it used to be, perhaps. So just search at Locked On Sabres in the search column, and uh, we should we should come up. Uh, speaking of getting involved on the show, so uh, before we do that even, we'll have a lot to get to on today's show. All-star selections, first round for the NHL, including the Atlantic Division. And we have one Sabre going, and I'll let you know what they have as a challenge to get a second all-star, given the format for the rest of the voting. Um, we'll preview Sabres and Wild for you, and then we'll take a little look around the Eastern Conference. The Sabres got some help. On Thursday night, and there is a lot of games on Friday involving teams that are around the Sabres and standings. But Thursday was a good night for the Sabres playoff race. So that's coming up here on Locked on Sabres. The first couple comments though, I want to get to. Um, first one from Michael Andrew. The top line should get a name like Tage, Skinner, and Tuck are so good. It's insane. They need a nickname. Uh, I created the Legion of Zoom. I don't know that's really stuck for Cousins, Quinn, and Paterka. Uh, they've kind of slowed down in the past couple of weeks, and so maybe that's played into it. But a nickname. All right, we'll get to work on that. A nickname for Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck. Uh, also, at Bizarric, I think is the way. That's probably not how you pronounce this. But uh, I would like to see Tage improve on his defensive play in our own zone. But that's besides the point. We are watching a superstar emerge right before our very eyes. That is happening right now. And Thompson... Uh, is, if you look at the charts, not a strong defensive player. There was actually a poll that was running the other day uh, that Jay Fresh Hockey posted on Twitter that I thought was, one, very funny and interesting, and two, I saw a reply that was a very interesting comparison between Jack Eichel and Tage Thompson. And the question asked by Jay Fresh Hockey was a pretty simple one. Right now, who would you rather have? as your number one center. I'll put it up here on the YouTube channel. Who would you rather have as your number one center? Jack Eichel or Tage Thompson? Maybe a little biased. Uh, I'm not sure, but Thompson, uh, like Sabre fans voting over Vegas fans. Thompson, though, got 77% of the vote. Eichel only 22.6% of the vote. The first the reason I'm bringing up Thompson's defense, the first reply I saw, I'm just going to scroll down a little bit here. 2G1C pod podcast, which I believe is a hockey podcast out of St. Louis. They put up a chart comparing Eichel and Thompson. I mean, this is a good counter. I might answer Thompson because I think Thompson right now offensively is one of the best players in hockey, maybe second behind Connor McDavid. I don't think that's crazy. I think I might pick Thompson. 
But this is the best counter that you'll see is Eichel being a more well-rounded player. And he's not really seen as a more well-rounded player, but he is. And his defense was always underrated when he was here. And now that he's in Vegas, but as you're seeing, here's a chart from evolving hockey. Thompson is a, a superior offensive player uh, in every category, but look at that bar when it comes to defense, the goals against bar per 60 minutes. Thompson is is very much so in the negative, whereas Eichel is a very strong two-way player, despite the fact he doesn't have the reputation as such. I don't think that makes up for how much higher Thompson's offensive numbers are. If you're looking at those on this chart that I have right now, his goals for per 60 minutes is expected goals for per 60 minutes, his shot share. I would still pick Thompson, but um, that right there is the point. If you'd like to see Thompson work on his defense, I mean, if he works on his defense, if he becomes a better defensive player, a positive defensive player, he's going to be the best player in hockey. So there's only so much you can ask for for this guy. So I, I don't need him being a, a Selkie candidate for him to be a superstar. But I, I hear you. Um, okay, speaking of Thompson, Tage Thompson, unsurprisingly named to his first ever NHL All-Star game. The NHL dropping their first 32 All-Stars on Thursday night. And Thompson is among them. He is one of the forwards, one of the players, I should say, for the Atlantic Division. Now, what's interesting about the Atlantic Division team, they're just doing skaters at the top here. I don't think there's a minimum that is required for positions. So, technically, no defenseman could make the, the Atlantic Division at the end of it. What we had was Tage Thompson with his first All-Star appearance. Nikita Kucherov from Tampa, Dylan Larkin from Detroit, Mitch Marner from Toronto, Nick Suzuki from Montreal, Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk from Ottawa and Florida, and then Linus Ulmark is the goaltender from Boston. There, there is a minimum. There has to be a goaltender, and it ended up being Linus Ulmark, which I agree with. He is the best goaltender in the Atlantic Division. Now, Thompson makes his first ever All-Star game. Not surprising. He deserved it. He actually maybe almost made it last year. He has taken on the league by storm. He is a story of the league. He is second in the scoring race uh, behind McDavid. He is now someone that is listed on these MVP odds lists. Uh, Tage Thompson is deserving of an all-star. He's deserving of much more than an all-star. And this was right. He didn't need the vote. He should just get in. He is the all-star. And he's probably going to be one perennially perennially, uh, going forward. Now, what about the rest of the all-star game? That's, That's eight. Right, and that's seven forwards, zero defensemen, zero defensemen, and I think Dalin Rasmus Dalin, who made the All Star game last year, right now is the best defenseman in the Atlantic Division. But that might not matter. There might be no defenseman, and that would be kind of crazy. You could say Dalin is the best defenseman, the most deserving All Star defenseman in the division, and still not get in because. We've already got our seven, and I don't think there's any big problems there uh, from anybody that that made it. Suzuki has to make it because Montreal needs a guy, but he's probably the least deserving. But three spots left. Three spots left, and they will determine by vote, and uh, there might be another qualification as well. But fan vote is going to be a part of this. You can actually go to the Sabres website right now and vote for Rasmus Dahlin if you're so inclined. Is he going to get in over some of these other super talented centers and forwards three additional spots guys that did not make it because they've only announced one per team so far. So far, Austin Matthews is not in Steven Stamkos is not in David Pasternak is not in Sasha Barkov is not in. Those are the four to me. Those are the four that Darlene is in the mix with, and he is going to have a very hard time 
uh, overcoming. Matthews, I mean, Matthews has to get in. I mean, come on. Matthews has to get in. Stamkos, typically I would say he has to get in before you showed me the list. But now that he has the list, maybe he is a borderline guy. But Stamkos, he's having an incredible season. He's got uh, 42 points in 37 games. He's over a point a game, and he's playing top-line center minutes for Tampa. Um, Barkov's had a little bit of a down year, so maybe he's not going to make it. Pasternak too, though, like those three, Stamkos, Pasternak, and Matthews. I think Dahlin is going to is gonna have to top one of those, and I that's a tough ask. Maybe he's able to do it. A lot of it is fan vote again, if not the whole thing. Um, not really scientific formula to get in, but that's kind of what the, the challenge is ahead for Dahlin to get a second Sabre in the game. We'll come back. We'll preview Sabres and Wild before we take a look around what happened to the Sabres uh, in the conference. A good night on Thursday. So we'll update that for you here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, Man, I've got the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for the New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are 100% covered in real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. My favorite is the cookie dough because they got the real pieces of cookie dough right in them. I'm not sure how Built Bar does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait to get a box. For for this year, you've been waiting to order Built Bar. Do it at BuiltBar.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. They've been needing to order them online up until this point, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box, and with our including our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro, you can thank me later. Built Bar. Check them out at BuiltBar.com, or again, you can now go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. The Sabres' next meeting is with the Minnesota Wild. That is coming up on Saturday night. The Sabres are at home for a home a home stand here uh, of uh, four in a row, five in a row, actually. No, yeah, four in a row at home, and then they're back for a couple more after that. Uh, so the Sabres host the Wild, and then they'll host the Flyers on Monday, Kraken on Tuesday, Jets on Thursday, travel to Nashville, and then they are back home uh, to, for the Panthers on Monday, January 16th. But right in front of us for the next game is the Minnesota Wild. And what do the Sabres have in front of them with the Minnesota Wild? They have a pretty darn good team. This is a playoff team right now. They are third place in the Central Division. They have 46 points, 46 points, a plus 18 goal differential, 22, 13, and 2. And right now, they're looking pretty comfortable. The biggest challenge is going to be Colorado. Colorado is down there outside of a playoff spot right now as Nathan McKinnon is returning from injury with 41 points. So the Wild have a five-put point cushion there, but Colorado not getting in seems very hard to believe. So maybe they can still grab onto a wild card spot. Otherwise, Winnipeg is the team they'll be competing with, who are three points ahead of Minnesota in the standings. But the Wild are a good team, and they're probably going to make the playoffs as long as they don't collapse over the second half of this season. Their advanced numbers look good. They are 14th in the NHL and expected goals for for a slightly above average team. Uh, they have a superstar player. Kaprizov is at 47 points in 37 games, over a point a game. And if anything, 
He's not the only show in town this year. Matt Zuccarello. Remember him? You might have lost track of Matt Zuccarello. 35 years old now. He's been with the Wild for a couple of years, and he has actually been having a bit of a resurrection this year. He has 40 points in 37 games. So Zuccarello is over a point a game. Uh, and I shouldn't say resurrection for this year because he did also do it last year. So it's really been these last two seasons that Zuccarello has uh, has been incredible. Um, 79 points last year, 40 this year after a couple of 35 and 37-point seasons. So Zuccarello has been incredible for them. They get pretty thin after that. Joel Erickson-Eck, Matt Boldy is a very nice young player. We used to talk about him when we used to talk about Jack Eichel trade rumors. Um, Jared Spurgeon is their best defenseman, logs the most minutes. He leads in points. This is not a very offensive team, though. Um, 121 goals among all the playoff teams that is tied for the second fewest. Um, The only team in a playoff spot right now with fewer goals scored than Minnesota are the Calgary Flames. Minnesota, this may be always kind of been the wild. They want to play a low event hockey game. They want to play a low scoring hockey game because while they've scored the second fewest, I believe they've allowed the, the, uh, the third fewest. Yeah, only Boston, who's allowed 85, which is incredible. Winnipeg, who's allowed 97. Those are the only two teams that have allowed less than Minnesota. So very low event hockey, which will mean this would be a very interesting mesh of teams here. The Sabres are going to want to play up and down the ice. Minnesota's going to want to lock it down. The last time we saw a team like that, L.A., but L.A. tried to play the Sabres that way. That usually is not how they've played all season. Um, L.A. was only able to do that to the Sabres for two periods, remember, and the Sabres got out ahead, and it boom, it was 6 nothing, just like that. Um, so we'll see if Minnesota is able to hold the Sabres down and play that low event style uh, on Saturday night. I'm guessing that the Sabres are just not capable of keeping – you're not capable of keeping down the Sabres down for three periods like that. It's not possible. Um, but anyways, I think the Wild, they're a pretty solid team. Um, they're not an exciting team. They're one of those teams that I would hope come playoff time they get bounced pretty early on because they're just not a fun watch. Um, so I think they're going to make it, but I'm not thinking they're like some Stanley Cup contender. They're kind of what the Minnesota Wild have always been. They're a playoff team, but that's about it. I, you can't take them seriously once the games really matter most. Uh, what their lines have looked like so far this year, Sam Steele actually has been their number one center uh, in the past couple of games. He has been, or at least the past couple of games, maybe that's been happening all season, center Kaprizov and Ryan Hartman. Um, and Sam Steele, who's a younger player, 27 years old, not not a great number one center, seven goals and 10 assists. I mean, that's just, no, we're not talking about a great player here. Uh, second line, Joel Erickson Eck with old friend Marcus Felino and Jordan Greenway. Third line, Frederick Goudreau, Brandon Duhame, and Matthew Boldy. I think Boldy should be a lot higher than that on their chart. Connor Derwin, Ryan Reeves, and Mason Shaw on the fourth line. Let's just hope there's no nonsense with Ryan Reeves. I mean, I don't know who the Sabres would, the Sabre would be to step up if this game gets ugly because it can if whenever Ryan Reeves on the ice. Maybe Ilya Labushkin is the guy for that. Um, let's just hope there's no stupid hit hope there is not some stupid hit from Ryan Reeves, especially on the the right player or the wrong player. I should say things can get ugly. Um, Goaltending Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson. Fleury, the starter Gustafson, the backup Gustafson's numbers are a little bit stronger on the year. All right. We'll take a timeout when we come back. Actually, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Before we do that, um, the odds, we'll go through the betting odds right now for the Sabres and the wild tomorrow. The Sabres are a slight underdog actually. Plus 107 uh, on on at home. So almost even money. The puck line, the Sabres at plus a goal and a half or minus 240. So these teams are very even in the odds. Over-under is at six and a half. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take over six and a half because I don't think 
the Wild can keep the Sabres down, and they will eventually have to play an up-and-down style with Buffalo. All right, now we'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll tell you what happened on Thursday night in the NHL and what's coming on Friday uh, as some good news around the Sabres in the standings. Uh, We'll tell you what happened after this timeout here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Welcome back to the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Okay, a little sail across the Atlantic Division from Thursday night in the NHL, and the Sabres got a little bit of help. They didn't get help everywhere, but they got a little bit of help. And we'll start with where they didn't get help. The Washington Capitals, they defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 6-2. to two. So they are back out in front of the Sabres, um, and they're going to be a tough team to catch all season. So not the team that we're directly focusing on by any means, but the Capitals are now at 50 points in 41 games. That is 10 above the Sabres, but they have played five games more than Buffalo has. Uh, the Rangers get a win, 4-1 to one over the Montreal Canadiens. The Rangers are playing great. Seven wins in their last 10. They've won three in a row. They're at 50 points in 40 games played, so 10 more points than the Sabres with four more games played than Buffalo. And then the teams that are a little bit – oh, one more that's a little far away. The Devils lose again. The Devils just can't get in the win column. Um, they fall to the St. Louis Blues. They're at 51 points in 39 games played, 11 above the Sabres. Now the teams that are a little bit closer. The Islanders, this is the team to watch right now. Among teams that are in the playoffs, the Islanders are the team to watch. Another loss for New York. Um, They fall to the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton on the road. They're on a West Coast trip right now, the Islanders are. And the the, the Sabres will face them, by the way, in Ryan Miller night in under two weeks. They fall 4-2. to So now the Islanders are at 46 points in 40 games played. That is six better than the Sabres in points. That is four more games played. So now we are entering a territory where if you say, hey, if the Sabres win all their games in hand, blank. Now with the Islanders, it's if the Sabres win all their games in hand, they're above the Islanders. If they win three of their four games in hand, because this is how math works, they're tied with the Islanders in the standing. So that is good news. And they got that head-to-head coming up in less than two weeks on Ryan Miller night, which maybe could be for a playoff spot. The other team to mention here, no no longer in a playoff spot, but somebody the Sabres will have to, to leapfrog with 44 points, four more points than the Sabres, but two more games played, the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins have now dropped six games in a row. One of those games was in overtime, so they've picked up one point of their last 12. The Penguins are on a downhill, I mean, they are on a, a not you can't even call it a slide. They are they're falling off a cliff right now. And we know they're an older team. We know they are heavily reliant on their older stars like Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang. They are now not getting the goaltending. And if I were the Penguins, I would be a little bit concerned about this. And I think it is completely reasonable. By the way, they lost on Thursday to the Vegas Golden Knights, five to two. Jack Eichel had a goal and two assists. Uh Long ago, we used to have a Jack Eichel uh, report, and that's no longer fun to do. So we've kind of we've kind of got rid of that. Um, but Pittsburgh is going to be a team worth tracking here, and I think a team that it's reasonable to see the Sabers getting above. Um, they have a plus eight goal differential. All these teams we're talking about, Pittsburgh's at the at the bottom when it comes to goal differential. The Islanders are plus eighteen. The Sabers are at plus twenty one. So those are the two teams to focus on: Pittsburgh four points above, and the Islanders six points above. And if you want to look. 
behind the Sabres. Right now, Detroit is one point back, and they have played the same amount of games as Buffalo. They are in action on Friday night, uh, which the game may have happened, depending on when you're listening to the show. They play the Florida Panthers, another team that's behind the Sabres. So one of those two teams will either pass the Sabres in the standings or tie the Sabres in the standings. Florida's played three more games, um, and the the Red Wings, again, have played the same amount. Um, So that's what's coming on Friday. The Capitals played the Predators on Friday night. The Islanders, the second of a back-to-back at the Calgary Flames. If the Flames win that game, the math is going to look really good for the Sabres uh, going into their game on Saturday. So that's what's going around around the Atlantic Division and the Eastern Conference. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks, to everybody, for listening. On our next show, we didn't get to it here because I wanted to get to stuff that was coming this weekend um, that was time-sensitive. Our next show, we're going to get into a lot the World Juniors. That happened on Thursday night. Canada wins gold. Yuri Kulik and Czechia a valiant effort to push that game to overtime. Kulik's uh, tournament as a whole, I'm working on a guest to get on um, from Locked On NHL Prospects, um, which you can listen to, by the way, make that your second listen to wrap up the World Juniors. Uh, It's available wherever you're listening to this show, YouTube, Odyssey, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So I'm working on uh, getting a guest on from Locked On NHL Prospects uh, to talk more about the World Juniors and just how good Yuri Kulik and Noah Oslin and Isaac Rosin, but especially Yuri Kulik, was at that tournament. So that's going to be coming up uh, either on our next show or it should be on our next show. Let's say that. All right. Enjoy Sabres and Wild. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast.